Welcome to another episode of Talking Ball, y'all. On this episode, we are Pearl River County baseball heavy. We have three great interviews for you to enjoy. Batting leadoff is Poplarville Hornet baseball coach Slade Jones. Batting second is PRC Blue Devils baseball coach Neil Walter. And batting third is Picayune Maroon Tide baseball coach Evan Nicholson. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy. Around here, the tougher things get, the better we are. Because all around Pearl River County, you'll find people working together. Like your two hospitals, Highland Community and Pearl River County, working together with Forest Health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete. We're here for you now, and you know we'll be here tomorrow. Highland Community Hospital, Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system. We're privileged now to be joined on the podcast by Poplarville baseball coach Slade Jones. Coach, thanks for taking time for the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, coach, let's talk. You know, we, I know you're about to get the season underway uh, for the 2022 uh, campaign there at the at the, uh, at Poplarville, but let's talk about your off season, Coach. Talk about the workout. Talk about things that's been going on with this baseball team getting ready to start the season. Yeah, well, the fall was, you know, a lot of the focus on the fall was, uh, you know, trying to replace some pieces that we graduated last year uh, physically. You know, a lot of time in the weight room, a lot of time developing pitchers, middle infielders, catchers, you know, all the pieces that we, um, you know, that we graduated last year that we're going to have to fill this year. Yeah, and Coach, talk about your pitchers. I know you in the past you've had some arms on the mound uh, leading that Popperville Hornets. Talk about – let's get into your pitching staff uh, going into this season. So, uh, well, we know we still have a few pieces left from the uh, the COVID year on the mound. You know, Riley Passman, yep. you know, he factored in that year. Joseph Blakeney, he's factored in since, since 2019 on the mound as an eighth grader. He's a junior this year. Emil Pace, who came in late in the year in the playoffs and did really well. Uh, you know, Eli Goodwin's kind of on the shelf right now, but he again, he's one of those pieces from 2019 that was playing for us as a freshman who's still here. If we can get him healthy, uh, he'll factor in big time on the mound. And a newcomer on the mound for us is going to be a guy named, by the name of Matt Rogers, who's also going to be behind the plate for us. You know, and some of them names that you've thrown out, Passman, uh, some of them uh, district schools are going to be about ready for these boys to graduate and get on off yeah. that mound uh, because I know they've had some arms and they've been slinging some rockets uh, for the Hornets. Yeah, man. They Like I said, you know, they, they've been around since 2019, really all of them. Uh, you know, they seem like they, you know, they've been here forever, and they have been. Uh, you know, Blake will be here another year. So, you know, we're excited about that. You know, we're left-handed heavy on the mound. Um, are really what we're thinking maybe our one, two, three are going to be all left-handed. You know, which is, you know, you feel like that's an advantage in high school. You know, sometimes it may turn into some kind of a disadvantage. But, you know, in high school, it, usually it's, it's, it's an advantage for you. You know, and you brought up a couple times, uh, Coach, we're in it now and it doesn't look like we're getting out of it, but you brought up the COVID, the COVID year. How has uh, you and your coaching staff handled the off season, and has there been any um, any setbacks this off season as there was nineteen, you know, in the early twenty? Uh, well, I don't know. You know, really, my goal coming out of the COVID was was to get everybody back to normal. And th- yes, that did take. It seems like longer, but I really feel like it was psychological more than it was right, physical. Right. It, it was just like everybody got a big, huge break that they had never had before. And, you know, it, again, it just felt like it was harder mentally to, to really overcome that than it was physically. But I, I think it's starting to fade away now. I really do. You know, and, and, and it, that's what we all want is some kind of normalcy going in, going into this sports season, uh, whether it be football that we just come through, basketball uh, just ended, now baseball, softball going forward. Uh, coach, talk about talk about your hitting. You talk about the pitching, but talk about some of them bats that's going to be coming to the plate for the Poplarville Hornets. Yeah, you know, kind of like kind of like the, the, like the mound. It's, you know, we've got some pieces left from a, from a few years ago that were in that lineup, and they're going to be there again. We'll have some newcomers. Um, you know, Emil Pace. Uh, I think he can do what we need him to do in the lineup. Uh, you know. Uh, Brock Shepard, I think he's one. Preston Smith, I think all those guys are going to really give us an opportunity to 
to really recycle the ore to get to those pieces that have been there for a long time that can really try to do damage. Uh, there's some other guys off the bench that we can we can go to to possibly get us some damage. A Tristan Poe. Uh, there's some, you know, they're, they're Braxton Connerly. He's a senior that's just coming back. You know, he had a he was all uh, focused on football for a year. So, uh, you know, we've got those pieces that we're going to try to really focus on. You know, scoring runs around that we'll have to manufacture runs. I, I do believe that just because of the pitching and foray. Uh, there, you know, there's there's really really quality arms out there. Uh, we're not going to try to string hits together against those arms. That's not a really great game plan in high school. Uh, we're going to try to manufacture runs with them, you know, and, and use the pitching and, and make routine plays and control the baseball game. You know, and talk about that district too, Coach. Uh, as you, of course, I think you're starting uh, the 15th of February against Richland. Uh, you know, but talk about them district games and how how the the mindset of the head coach you in this instance. Uh, on who to pitch and who not to pitch, because normally on them districts you're playing uh, Tuesday, Friday, or uh, you know Monday, Saturday, you know something like that. You got a little break in between, but uh, how 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 tough is this district going to be this year for the Hornets? Yeah, this this district's always going to be tough. There's always going to be quality arms. There's always going to be quality bats. Going to be defense. Um, it, there's no running from it. There's no getting around it. We expect it to be really tough every year. Uh, you know, we don't. We don't look for teams to play. We, we're not looking for any easy ones because they're they're not out there. We're not even going to pretend like they are. Uh, so you know, again, we'll have to manufacture runs against those quality arms. We'll have to play defense and make routine plays, and our pitchers will have to do their job on the mound as well. Uh, the only though, there's some strategy that kind of goes into it. I mean, you know, just depending on who we feel like is is being dominant on the mound come district play, we could possibly look at using that guy out the bullpen. Tuesday and Friday night, try to get them in both games. Uh, you know, we haven't really done that in the past, but this could be a year that we do we do look at, look at doing something like that. You know, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know Lawrence County come back into the district for football. They're back in the district baseball too this year, starting right. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's when I was, I was just looking at the schedule and uh, trying to get them look at them district games. And you're right; it's it's always. Uh, a battle and and you and I, and I mentioned the football but uh you are kind of like uh head coach Jay Beach in the football side you'll go out and schedule them non-district as we call them preseason games almost in um in football uh you know to to get ready for this district and you've done the same with Quitman and Richland uh you know Bay High Perry Central some of them games like that uh to get this team ready for district play yeah we have we have a, a mix uh, we will face two Southern Miss commit arms early in the year, non-district play, one from Franklin, Louisiana, and another one from uh, Pass Christian. And then we know we mix some games in there where we can try to get some guys some confidence, some younger guys that may need it. So that's a really good mix. But, yes, we do have those quality, you know, the Division One type arms. We have those guys scheduled early in the year, yes, before district play. Yeah, you know, and that, and that's got to be uh, – like you said, you want to, you want to get the, the confidence into the guys, but you also want to see – uh, where are your ball clubs at? Because just as in football, and I, we've used that reference, or I have used that reference, you get tired of hitting and banging on yourself, and now you get to go out and play other teams. You're not practicing it yourself. So it's a, it's a real good example uh, or, or a, a stock example to see uh, what your ball club's got. Yeah. Uh, Coach, just uh, and you you mentioned the younger guys. You know, trying to get some younger guys out there uh, and, and get them get them some playing time. Talk about your uh, and I'm going to say middle school, junior high program. How key is it to uh, to have to have that the the coaching staff as you have right there at Popperville uh, for the baseball team, kind of having a hand in that staff or them young guys too, all the way from PYAA up at Popperville up into getting them ready for the high school level. Yeah, I'm actually glad you asked about that. We we're just now getting that part uh, rolling, and we think it's going really well now. As of this year, you know, we got the right coaches in here. They're starting to create a program for us where they're developing players really, you know, early in the seventh grade. They're taking them in the fall. We're, you know, we have some other volunteers that take them in the fall and do travel stuff with them to kind of keep them together. But we're really getting rolling here now in the junior high part. We have a lot of kids trying out almost to the point to where we're, we're, we're really looking at expanding our facility here in the future so we can keep more players. Uh, and 
Coach Rogers and Coach Nealis are doing a really good job for us there. Uh, and we've really got that part rolling. As of this year, they're playing right now. I'm sitting there looking at their playing uh, uh, in that Coast League, and we're real excited about that. We, you know, When we get that part rolling, going in the right direction, that's going to be a, a huge plus. Well, and you said they're playing right now, so you're actually – I mean, you're looking at the future uh, of the Papua yep. Hornets playing right now. Yes. Coach, we want to uh, want to thank you for uh, for joining us on the podcast. I know uh, Popperville holds a holds a place to talking ball, y'all. The the we appreciate everything y'all have done uh, for us. Gives uh, Clay and myself and and Jason the access uh, not only on the football side but the baseball side too. We've been there, done some baseball games, but we just want to thank you, uh, thank you and your coaching staff and the school for just uh, allowing us to be a part of it. No problem, Jeff. Thank you, man. Thank you, Coach. How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire, it's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulfport office a call at 228-832-5582 or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. We are now excited to be joined by the head coach of the Pearl River Central Blue Devils on the baseball diamond, Neil Walter. Neil, thanks for taking time for the podcast. All right, look, I appreciate what you guys do. Neil, let's look back and then we'll move forward. But you look at this record from a year ago. I'm looking at uh, 28 and 4, according to Max Prep. Right. The way you judge, I look at that and I say, boy, that's an outstanding year what's your judgment on a on last year well yeah it's that thing year but it was really uh um you know it, it, it it's baseball it was uh you know a bad weekend uh and, and that's why that's what it was it's getting hot at the right time and honestly looking back on it now it you, you kind of appreciate um you, you, you know what we did last year but uh but I, it, obviously it was disappointment at the time and i think i remember um, saying at the time that uh, the programs come a long way when we're disappointed at 28-4. Absolutely. Yeah, Coach, when uh, you look at going 28-4, that tells me you played um, good defense and got good pitching. The pitching part, a lot of that coming back. Tell, tell our listeners, the, the locals, of course, know about the arms, but tell our listeners uh, statewide kind of what you have coming back on the hill and then what you expect out of those guys well i expect that you know a lot of the same as what we had last year we just got some really uh, really competitive guys um most of them aren't you know overpowering guys um they just go out there they have a role they uh they they just uh pound the zone and let the defense play and you got a couple guys that really heat it up and and, and rack up some uh rack up some punch outs that takes a little pressure off the defense, but you know we got six senior arms coming back. We didn't use one of them last year, um, but you know of course you got the Robinson kid coming back. Um, um, Noel, I, he was I think eight and one. Um, Drody coming back, he's, he's he was eight and two. Um, uh, Heath Brunson, who did a great job in relief for us last year. His brother, who didn't pitch for us last year, um, just threw some JVs. We had so many arms, but you know we got him at eighty eight the other day. Wow. And he's he's our starting catcher, so he'll you know it'll it'll be uh, uh, very just select times, but he'll probably throw six or seven innings for us this year. Um, Gavin Brown, the lefty, that's going to East Central, it has been has been really good for us. Um, then you know in the junior class, uh, Caleb Dice, who, who was I think four and one last year, and then Gage Camlay, the kid who pitched JV last year, he's really come along and. And it, it, you know, it kind of stinks for him that he, you know, he's on a on a staff like this right now, because he pitched varsity, a lot of innings for most of the teams around here. He he's been outstanding for us in the fall. He looked good against Pedal uh, this Saturday, um, and then um, the young guy on the on that varsity staff figured nine guys throw varsity, uh, the sophomore, the Johnson kid, and he's the one getting the ball tonight. And he, you know, he was super impressive. Uh, he's, you know, he's got schools looking at him right now. He says he, he's had a really good fall. He grew, of course, it helped. You know, you grow about five inches, <laughs> and I think he's still, he's still growing. Um, but he's just getting bigger and stronger. 
as a freshman, he, you know, he did good. But at 5'6", 130, it's a little different than now about 5'11", and, you know, about 155. And like I said, still growing. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned Dyson at answer and what he's going to do at the plate. We'll certainly get to. But we covered y'all against Picune. I guess it was earlier in the year. And the JV action was still going on while we were getting set up. And I turned, you can kind of hear a mitt change when somebody else is in there. And we turned, and, and he was in the action. He can run it up there um, pretty good. And, and as you mentioned, the Johnson kid at the end, the word is is kind of getting out on him quickly. And so when you bring back the arms, and Dice not a kid that threw a, a ton of innings for y'all, but no. when you can mix and match, that's got to be pretty good luxury, huh, Coach? Yeah, and it's nice. And, what, you know, what's nice is, is I think uh, four of them, all they do is pitch. So it's real easy to get them loose and, and get them ready. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there's just, just a lot of depth there. And um, I've never been a guy that, you know, you're going to stick with one and two or whatever. It's kind of a hot hand thing, kind of at the plate. So I remember, um, you know, Justin's older brother, Ridgell. I know you saw him pitching mm, us. Huh? Mm. But when we brought him in, in the playoffs at West Harrison, West Harrison's a really good team, beat them one nothing um, that game in the game three. But um, when I'm walking out and, and uh, one of the local coaches go, man, you brought in a guy that has thrown five and a third innings all year, and you bring him in in the third round. So, man, he's, he's looked good in practice. And that's, that's kind of what it is. Now, you know, he, he struggled throughout the year. He got better throughout the year. And, and by, by the end of the year, he was ready. By the end of the year, his sophomore year. So, you know, we're, we're not looking – at that, you know, we're, we're looking at basically how good are you right now? And um, so when you have that many kids throwing and competing, um, I, I think a little bit is that they kind of push each other to get better. Well, Coach, you mentioned that, the depth. So is that from viewing bullpens, inner squad? Like when you're saying he's looking like that, what are you judging that off of? Side well, sessions or, or against live at-bats, against your own? Well, we do – we do go – I mean, we'll look at some – obviously, you know, we're looking at all their, you know, their bullpens and stuff like that, but they're not – our bullpen, we have a, a structure on how they do it, so our starters and relievers and stuff like that as far as how heavy the bullpen is. But And, and once we start the season, the live stuff's pretty much gone. But, um, you know, we're – if they're not getting varsity innings, they're getting JD innings, and, and we're looking at them there too. Um, you know, we had a, it was an issue a little bit with, uh, with, with, with Jacob last year, Johnson, that he goes out in a varsity game and, you know, throws three and two thirds shutout against pedal and he's mowing them down and he comes out and throws a JD game the next week and he's all over the place and can't get him out. And I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure pedals varsity is better than this <laughs> JD team. You would so, think, so, uh... So, I, yeah, so I'm thinking, bud, you, you know, the problem is focus. Mm. So I think that if, you know. It, those JV innings are going to matter because if we make them matter, it's going to matter to them. So uh, you know, we're watching all that stuff. You know, um, give us your best out every time out, and you're going to get you know you're you're going to get guys who just are feeling it later on. I mean, um, they get in a rocking chair and they go, and 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 we're going to go by that. You know, I'm not going to. I'm sometimes we'll surprise some people. I guess with the guys we put in so far, it's worked out for us. But um, if you don't do that, I'm not sure how you can really call it competing amongst each other, you know? Right. Well, Coach, same, I guess, would go from your lineup after, you know, watching you coach for several years now. Um, you'll kind of go with a hot hand whether you – where where you bat, guys, and, and who's in that lineup is hitting. Is that fair to say, too? Yeah, yeah. And look, we judge – honestly, we judge a lot of it off of uh, – now, and you couldn't tell Saturday because we couldn't bunt a ball to save our life. We had a boat paddle up there. We couldn't have bunted it. But, but if you can, you know. Can I, I'm going to interrupt you, Coach. I, I covered one ball game, and, and not to embarrass your son, I know he's a heck of a ball player, so this isn't fair to do to him. But we covered – we covered y'all one game uh, last year. It was real early on it, and you gave him the bunt sign, or, or maybe he just knew to do it. He's got that kind of baseball IQ, but he missed it, and he's got to glare back down <laughs> to you in that third base box and get a regurgitation of these signs. And I covered my mic. I said, that's got to be a heck of a feeling there to have to look back down there and get a sign for poor Nolan. Oh, yeah. Well, look, as much as we did, we believed in it. Um, but, you know, back to that thing as far as the button, it's like, 
you know, sometimes that a, 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 you know a spot is is gained because oh man that guy can get it down if we need him to. Um, so it, it, the small games the big thing on us. You know we're not we're not throwing BP in there and seeing how far people can hit it. I mean you should hit it in BP, but uh, we know what plays and what's going to win games. And uh, it's great if you can score ten runs every game, but we're going to see a bunch of guys this year that are going to be really good on the mound. And it's going to come down to who can execute and things like that. So those are the guys that, you know, we need to get them at bats. We need to get them ready. And, uh, and I think our kids buy into it. And if they don't buy into it, they can sit down and watch other people buy into it until they do. I mean, it, you know, it, it, this isn't, it's isn't really rocket science. Um, just um, it, it, it's don't be a me guy and, 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 uh, and get a job done. And, uh, you know, we're not looking at our numbers saying, oh, this guy's hitting 220. He's got to come out of the lineup. No, he's having quality at bats. He's moving runners over. You know, he's walking, he's getting hit by pitches. He's bunting the body. He's being productive. He's going to be in there. So, Coach, when you look at the production from the lineup, obviously we've talked about the pitching, the defense, your record from last year with a lot of that coming back. The production side, you've got Caleb who's going to do what he's going to do. You would think in the middle of that lineup he's just mm -hmm. that talented of a bat. But to fill in around him to have guys – on in front and then back on the back side to protect protect him. What are you looking for there, Coach? Who are some of those guys? Well, well Nolan, you know, he's he was a two hitter last year. He's going to stay two. We're probably for now we're staying um, Nolan, Caleb, two, three. You know, Jacob Sox still hit six for us last year, but as a sophomore, he hit fourth. So he's going to move back into that spot again. Like I said, for now, um, we're flipping. You know, Hunter Brunson had on base percentage over five hundred last year in the nine spot. Wow. I know they're I know they're going to pitch him different, but he's going to lead off for us. Now he he had a good Saturday, so uh, so that you know that's how we're going to start it off, and then then from there um, we're just uh, and we'll shuffle them around a little bit. And those first four will probably shuffle around some until until we find something we like. Uh, but uh, um, Jared Dickens, who you know his kid's a three year starter, he's going to be in that lineup. Plays the small he he's great at the small game. One of the best I've ever had at the small game. And got some got some kids who who weren't in the lineup much last year, but they, you know they're going to be in it. We knew that they would be in there. You got your you know Heath Brunson, uh, BJ Bellello, uh, Jacob Johnson. Oh, you get you know he'll get he'll get plenty of bats as a starting third baseman. Um, uh, Wes Gardner uh, is a is a junior and he's swinging really well. Uh, Chris Hart, who who filled in and did a good job for us last year in varsity, he's a freshman and. And he's battling in that lineup, Austin Gill. Um, so we got a little bit of depth. Uh, I, you know, I think that there, there's some different options we can take. And if someone needs a break, or if uh, whether voluntary or involuntary, we, 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 you know, I think we, I think we got somebody that can uh, that, that can step in there and get the job done. Coach, you mentioned that on base percentage from your nine spot. When I look back at that state championship run that y'all made a few years ago, it seemed like the eight nine guys were always on when they needed to be in front of in front of the top, and that seems to be a, a pretty good formula for y'all. We we yeah, look in high school, uh, you know, I just, Kevin Connor, man, me, me and him, you know, we've had a lot of talks about baseball. He's always said, you know, your best offensive teams are when seven, eight, nine get on base. Now you're not looking to see if they hit three thirty, hmm. but if they're on base, um, you look at look our two batter last year was in the top ten in the state in RBIs. And he's hitting somebody in. He only yeah. hit one home run, so he only hit himself in once. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's he's hitting seven, eight, nine in. I mean, they're getting on base. So uh, you know, we we've had some leadoff guys in the past with with 20 RBI, you know, they're hitting somebody in. So those guys have got to get on base. And look, I think we've got some, I think we've got some kids that don't worry about numbers a whole lot. They're not really worried about that batting average. They just want to find a way on. Um, so, you know, if they continue to buy in and do that, but you don't have to be super talented to get on base. You just don't. You gotta be super talented to hit 400, but you don't have to be super talented to get on base. You can find way on base. And, and, and these guys are scrappy, and you know, they, they continue to do it, they'll stay in the lineup. Coach, let's look at your scheduling and kind of your mindset when you're making this thing up. Uh, I'll get a preview of the district. That's going to be on the backside of the schedule. But talk to me about these pre-district games. And I know some of them, like the one you're going to go play um, today, is like a historical-type deal. But the rest of your schedule and your mindset and making this deal up. Well, it's a – 
it's a challenging schedule. We uh, decided to as a as a group, the Coast Five A. That hey, you know, it's like crazy. It's sometimes for some of us, it's hard to schedule. You know, it's hard to get those games. So we go cross district where we're going to play Region Eight, a home and away. So you're going to have East Central, George County, Van Cleve, and Doshe a home and away. Um, all the teams in our district are going to do that. That takes eight of them up right there. Um, so how do you like that, Coach? How do you like? Like having that set eight to, to start with, so to speak. Well, I like it. Now, what I don't like about it is going to Loosedale on a Tuesday. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? He don't like to come to Carrier on a Friday. So, it, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, but, sure. Um, so it's a long trip. But I like it because, look, when I, you know, when I first got to Pearl River Central, it was pretty easy to schedule. <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, they, was call, they were the friendliest people in the world. They call me up and introduce themselves. And, hey, you got a game open. And I was full pretty quick. Well, you know, sometimes it's tough to schedule. It's tough to get those games on Tuesdays and Fridays and things like that. So it takes a lot of burden, I think, off of the schedule. I mean, you're looking at you have 19 non-district games. So you have two classic, and then your eight cross district. Well, I've only got to find nine games now, and they're on Saturdays. And it's a lot easier to find them on Saturdays. So it, it's been a lot easier to schedule. It's a more challenging schedule. I mean, we, we played a pretty decent schedule anyway, and we've had to because of this, we've had to drop some some pretty good teams. But then you know, we picked up some pretty good teams. So um, the, you know, the district or the. the uh, the, the non-district schedule is going to be the same for for all of us, uh, pretty much, and, and it's it's challenging. But but that's what's going to prepare you for those big games, you know, at the uh, end of April and in, and hopefully in May. When you look at y'all's district, coach, what do you expect uh, from the three other clubs? Well, I, uh, we haven't seen West Harrison in a couple of years, and um, we and you can't listen to them talk. <laughs> Can't listen to they saying the same thing. They gonna pop they, on this podcast and think the same thing about you, Coach. They will <laughs> poor mouth. They will poor mouth. But they're as well coached as any team around, and they get after it. They do all the little things right, and and they 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 I you know they're, they're gonna be a lot better, I think, than what people think. You know because of. Coach Williams, Coach Farmer, you know, Coach Marsland, they do an outstanding job with them. And then, you know, Picayune had it rough last year, but they put a lot of their kids back. I think they lost maybe two or three starters. I think they they lost two arms, but one of them, you know, he didn't throw a lot. But so those guys are going to be a year older, year better, a little bit more experience. Um, and if, you know, I think if they, if they have some success early, they get some confidence. They could be dangerous, and, and they could beat some people. And then, you know, Long Beach, they they lost, I think, two guys. Uh, but but really, they just lost a shortstop. Um, they got – I think he was the only one that pitched for them, and he didn't throw a lot of innings. So, you got most of their pitching back. And you look at it, their, their leadoff hitter is a junior. He's, he's going to be going to PRCC. Their, their two-hitter – is going to Perk. Their three hitters going to PRCC. They got the Blackwell kid, who might be the toughest out of all of them in that lineup. And then they got five through nines, pretty scrappy. So offensively, they've got some talent. And, and on the mound, you know, they don't have that guy that's going to blow you away. But Coach Davis does a really good job with his pitching staff over there. And you know, Coach Larosa. Uh, look, I think this guy is just going to be an outstanding coach. This is only his second year as a head coach. I think. Maybe 29, 30 years old. So it's tough to say, but he's old school. It's like he was like he was born in nineteen seventy or something. <laughs> he's the way he coaches those those guys. Look, I mean, he he gets after it. He's he, they play. I think you know when they're good, they're playing like he coaches, and, and they're they're a disciplined team, and they're going they're going to be pretty dang good. And by the way, you can't listen to him either because he'll tell you they're going to be under, you know. They, they, I don't know if they they just pour them out down there in Harrison County, but they're they, they're good. So I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a, a district where you're going to have to play every night, and that's that's that's, that's good. And compared to you know, thinking was it fourteen and yeah fourteen and fifteen, and not putting down, but shoot, we're in, we're in district with Brookhaven, Natchez, and, and Wingfield um, that didn't prepare us very well for the playoffs. That's right. Um, th- this is this is going to this is going to do it. I mean, this you know we've got some uh, we've got some good teams here, and you know like Pickyun last year. I think they they don't win a district game, but they would have made the playoffs. I think in any other district in five A. 
when it was you a look pretty across, dang good district last year. Yeah, that's right, Coach. When you look across 5A South as a whole, um, some teams that maybe jump out uh, before we get started tonight with some real baseball, if you will, but some teams to kind of, as our listeners, keep an eye out. Who else is going to be stout here in the South, Coach? Well, Wes Jones is always going to be, you know, pretty good. Um, they, you know, they can they can swing it. Um, they got the Odom kid. I think he's a junior, but uh, you know, he, he's a going to be a Southern Miss kid. And they, now they don't. The thing that West Jones doesn't have that they've had in the past, they don't have that guy up on the mound going to throw ninety three. Right. Um, but you don't need that, you know. You 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 know, and it's nice to have. I'd love to have them. I like to have five of them. <laughs> but you know, he, they don't have that, which they typically do. Um, but they don't have a. They, but they're, they're going to be solid defensively. Going to be a really good team. Florence and Coach Anderson does a real good job there. He told me the other day. He said, I don't know how we'll be offensively. But he had two guys that, that popped 90 in the fall. Crazy. So he's got a couple of good arms. You look at um, Sal Jones, and Sal Jones has a younger kid, but they got a freshman who's offered by Southern Miss on the mound. Wow. Uh, they got a sophomore who's really good on the mound. So they're going to have young pitchers, but they're, they're going to be pretty good on the mound. Um, Bankley, who is in a really good district, Debbie, Central, George County, Gauthier, but uh, we'll play them next week. So on Tuesday, we'll see a kid that's going to Mississippi State. And on Friday, I think that, that kid's going Southeastern. Um, so they're solid on the mound. George County is always good. You know George County. Mm-hmm. And and I thought East Central offensively was the best team we saw last year. So and then of course we you know, we already talked about Long Beach. That East really Central that East Central when you mentioned seeing them, that was the add on game uh late coach, is that yeah, yeah. I think it's a game that both me and Coach Long would like to forget. That was a 13 to 11 slot fest. It was. But, but <laughs> it, yeah, it was ugly. But, um, but they, you know, they put the ball in play. They don't strike out. And, uh, you know, it, when you only strike out four or five times a game, you can allow the other team to get sloppy mm-hmm. because you're putting it in play and make them make plays. You know, a lot of the games we played last year, look, Clay, we only had to field seven or eight balls. I mean, you know, you're striking out yeah. 12, 13 a game, so you're not having to field the ball. But uh, but East Central, the man, they'll put it on you. So uh, they're, you know, and, you know, I said, always will. All these teams are well coached. They're in the coaching advantage with anybody. I mean, everybody, you're coaching, you know, 5 8 one of these good programs, you know what you're doing. So you're not going to get over on anybody. It's, it's, it boils down to the way it should be, how the kids execute. Coach, I know you got to go. I, I'll get you out on this one. The strikeouts that we see um, in the major league game, does that trickle down to the mindset of, of the guys that you see or, or the high school game that I know you're a fan of? In other words, when I was in high school, I was a strikeout machine, but it was frowned upon to strike out, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was just like it was an embarrassing moment to strike out, but now these kids are seeing a guy hit one – D one game, yep. he can go one for eight, and the other six of them can be strikeouts and a pop-up, and, and it's okay in the big league. So has that kind of trickled down yet, or is that coming? I think absolutely it has. Look, um, I mean, when you look even at the junior college level, when the kids are – you know, you might have a kid hitting 380, and people aren't really looking at him because he slaps singles, but they like the kid hitting 270. They, they can hit at 380 mm-hmm. feet. Um that that's the way the game has, but but I think it's I, you know I think it's going to kind of shift back a little bit. Obviously, we don't like the strikeouts, but you know I talked to Bo Long about this, and, and it's counterintuitive. But we look and we both looked at the years where we've struck out the most. Also, like for us and for them, we scored the most runs. Yeah. You know, we we struck out. Uh, a decent amount last year and scored 263 runs. I remember a game at South Jones in 2020. We won 13 to 2. It was six innings, so there's only 18 outs. We had 13 hits, 13 runs, and 13 strikeouts. Now, I have no idea how we struck out 13 out of the 18 outs and got 13 runs. Yeah. But I think it's the kids. They're not, you know, remember the old two strike approach? Mm hmm. No, there ain't no two-strike approach. No. They're hammering down at stuff. And then, you know, um, our guys, of course, our guys, it's a little different philosophy anyway. We, our guys are swinging as soon as they step off the bus. Um, so, 
you know, if we're, if we're walking, and, and honestly, the walks have went up too, but I think it's because we're so aggressive swinging the bat, people pitching, you know, they don't just, boom, pop strike one in there on sure. you, like the gimme pitch. There's no more gimme pitches. But but all in all, I think the strikeouts are negative, and we, you know, we, we, we get upset with them because bottom line is this game, high school game, is not one in the air. It's one on the ground. You look at the big innings in high school, they weren't three-run home runs. They were an E6. Yeah. They were an E4. They were a wild pitch, a pass ball. There are things like that. So, and that's why, again, you know, we, we try to focus so much on the small game. There's not too many teams that, that I think bun it as much as us. There might be some teams that run a little bit more because, you know, they got the guys that can do that a little bit. But but we, we like to play that small game because I know that eventually you're going to run into the guy that's 92 with a hard slider and you're not going to bang it off the wall against him. You know, you're going to have to get them on, get them over, get them in. So, uh, but I think, I definitely think it has trickled down and I don't think it's a major league thing. I think it's, I think it's what the guys at the next level are looking at. Yeah, that's true. You know, and as long as they're looking at that, you can have your better players doing that. I mean, it's that simple. Um, But uh, there's nothing we can do. You know, we're, we're trying to win high school games. We just try to get through to them. And I think we do a pretty good job of, hey, guys, here's how this game is won right here. It's won on the ground. And, uh, you know, if, if, if you got enough kids buy in, you'll be successful offensively. Look, we scored 263 runs last year, and we hit four, a whopping total of four home runs. Yeah, I was looking you know? at that. And you can survive with a like a pop, like you're saying, with this philosophy uh, right here and win a lot of ball games. Absolutely. Coach, thank you. Good luck tonight and uh, happy opening day, man. That's a good time and, and all baseball fans, all zero and zero, and I think everybody can tackle the world at this point. So that's a lot of fun. That's right. All right. We get after it. Yeah. Right, We're looking forward to it. Thank you, man. Right. Thank you, Neil. Yep. Appreciate it. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? from Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. We're excited now to be joined by Evan Nicholson, the head coach of the Picayune Maroon Tide, and we're gonna get a preview, Evan. Of, of your 2022 uh, campaign, but I know you may not want to do this, but we'll start it this way. Let's look back a year, Evan, not the year that you wanted to have, but you've got a lot of these guys coming back. What were you able to steal from last year, bring it forward, or do you just flush the experience? No, I don't, you don't fl- flush it at all. I, I, last year was a big learning experience for all of us, man. Um, you know, you come into it last year, you're really not sure what to expect. You don't know who can do what. Um, have no arms returning on the mound. Um, and you're really not sure what to, you know, what what's gonna happen. Uh, you're kind of implementing your philosophies, impl- implementing the way we do things. Um, and it was just kind of like a fly by your, the seat of your pants thing at the beginning until everything was, you know, implemented the way you wanted. Um, but no, last year, man, you know, we go 5-19, and 19, started a bunch of young guys, which I'm so glad I did now. Um, and, you know, we got our teeth kicked in a good bit. Uh, but, you know, them guys, man, you know, I tell a bunch of people, they were always fun to coach because they always played hard. They get their teeth kicked in the next day at practice. They're, they're hungry getting after it. So that tells you a lot about this group we got, um, you know, that they're, they're pretty resilient um, and, and ready to get better. So. Evan, when you look at it, and of course you know this, baseball is such a game of reps, but practice reps, different than, than live reps. You spoke to it a little bit there, but you got a lot of guys live reps um, last year. Could you even kind of see that this past Saturday and what, what we're going to call the Jamboree, but you had uh, two games kind of under your belt as Jamborees. What, what did the Tide look like on Saturday? So yeah, I mean, going into it this Saturday, we had a lot of experience coming back and, you know, the live reps that were gained last year, um, the reps over the summer, 
uh, you know, getting your teeth kicked in a little bit last year. Had these guys hungry. They have more reps than during the fall. I had kids leaving football practice, coming out here two, three days a week, making sure they get their work in. So um, going into it this Saturday, we were we were a lot more prepared um, as far as knowing who can do what, um, expectation-wise. Um, we, we looked good on the mound. That was, that's been a big emphasis for us um, throughout the off-season. Um, <clears throat> getting better on the mound, banging the zone more, attacking hitters more. And that's honestly what I was looking for Saturday, and that's what we did. Uh, we got beat four to nothing uh, against Biloxi, and then we shut uh, Doshe out six nothing. So um, the pitchers did a great job. We still got a few things we got to clean up as far as holding runners and uh, Stopping the run game a little bit, uh, but other than that, I was I was very pleased with our with our arms, and then you know, in, in the batter's box, we're a lot stronger, we're faster, we're bigger, so so that that makes it a heck of a lot easier. I, I told a bunch of people last year, it felt like we would be in gunfights with butter knives. You know, you got these young kids, that just I mean, they're just they're so they're in that awkward stage, and you know. Now they're they're actually growing. They've gotten a lot stronger, and a lot of these kids have won a state championship on a football team. So that's bringing a, a mentality over here that you know it, it's going to help and translate hopefully into, into a way better season this year. And you had one of those guys on the mound on Saturday, and Kyler King. And from all reports, he was dealing uh, <laughs> earlier in the year. So just kind of give us. You, you must have read my questions. I got my notebook. I've, I've learned coaches enough. If you put a sheet in front of them, they're going to read off of it. So my notebook's closed here. But I wanted to ask about the football experience. But let's start with Kyler on the mound on Saturday and how he looked. Yeah, Kyler looked good, man. He, that's the best he's looked, I think, since we've been going. Um, he was very efficient. I think he threw nine pitches in the first. Ended up throwing like 21 in two innings. Um, he's going to go for us tomorrow night. Probably end up being our Tuesday night guy. Um, he has really bought into everything we do this fall. I mean, we, I brought in a new pitching guy, and, man, he's been great with him. And Kyler has put the work in all fall after football practice on Monday nights, Thursdays after a walkthrough. He's coming to get his work in, man. And it, it's really uh, it's really showing, you know, that all the work he's put in. Because um, he looked good Saturday, and hopefully he can continue that go, you know, as we go forward. Coach, when you look at it from the football side, they win the state title. You've got a ton of guys that cross over and do both. Well, I want to know how important that is that they're winners on the other side. And then Cody Stogner, the head football coach, of course, has had a ton of memories out here, helped win a state championship. So he gets how important this sport is just talk about that dynamic between the two sports. Yeah, I think, man, I, it, it, and it's weird, you know, you talk to a lot of coaches, you know, they'll go, man, he's at football. You know, and, and I get that to an extent, but I honestly love my guys playing football. I like watching them. I like, you know, I like them. It's, it's a different athleticism. I, it's, a, it's, it's a lot more physicality. And really, if you play football picking, you're going to get used to winning. Um, so bringing that mentality over here, I think, is, is a huge thing. Um, and I think uh, with Cody now, man, like we do such a good job of trying to help each other out. I'll have some guys, you know, go throw routes, you know, during fourth period during baseball season. He allows me to kind of take some of them guys to get their arms ready after walkthroughs. Uh, you know, a lot of schools, you know, probably wouldn't do that, but we're able to work together and and now that Cody's there, you know, I think we will be able to get a lot of more work in in the fall uh, with our baseball guys. So um, I'm all for it, man. I think it just I think it just makes you a tougher tougher player and just uh, you know come over here with a good attitude. Coach, when you look at last year, and this is going to happen when you play young guys, but uh, you've already kind of addressed pounding a strike zone that addresses maybe the the free passes. Uh, the extra outs, listening to y'all last year, getting to consume a few games in person. Um, defense, it sounds like from reports, once again, we made a, a pretty double play. We're able to maybe steal an out. I know Sam Landrum threw out, I believe, two guys on Saturday. Those are kind of stolen outs. But talk about um, the defense and the step that's got to be made. So, yeah, defensively, man, we even when we did make a pitch last year, you know, it seemed like we were always throwing a ball away at the biggest time, dropping a pop-up at the biggest time. Um, and not none of it due to anything other than just wide-eyed, 
nervous, never been in the moment, not supposed to be in that moment. Um, nothing, you know, but this year, uh, Saturday, man, we, we, we played great defensively. Hopefully that keeps going. Um, we harp defense every single day. Uh, you know, I, I'll put it to you like this. We, <clears throat> I'm calling pitches and Saturday somebody hits a bloop to center field. And last year I'm going, please God, let him catch it. Please God, let him catch it. And this year I'm looking down at charts, the next guy, because I know Chris is going to catch the baseball. Yeah. Um, it's just a different, a different dynamic, man. Uh, you know, they're they're still going to make mistakes, but um, I think all in all, we're just we're we're a lot more physically able to make the plays, you know, that need to be made uh, on day, you know, day in and day out. So hopefully it keeps translating in that direction. Coach, being solid up the middle, uh, had Coach Avalon either last week or the week before, they all run together. We talked about his defense and, golly, how just pure and smooth yeah. uh, they are. You have an anchor coming back in Sandlands, and we have Chris Davis, who mm -hmm. our football listeners, y'all already know, that's the tailback uh, on the football team who can cover a ton of ground in center field. And then I believe King up the middle as well, when he's, I guess either way, whether he's on the mound or at shortstop. How pivotal is that to y'all's success, Evan? Every coach I've ever talked to, that's what they say. You got to be strong up the middle. Got to have a great catcher. Got to have a guy in center field and go get the baseball. You got to have guys up the middle that can build the baseball and make routine plays. Um, we got Dawson and Kyler. They're going to play shortstop and pitch, um, kind of help each other out there. Um, Jamie Lumpkin has, has come, come around, man. He's, he's gotten a lot stronger this fall. Um, he's gonna start start out at second base. Morgan's gonna play some there, um, so I got think I think I got some guys that that, that are gonna help us, uh, you know, get to where we want to get, uh, you know, and get better each day. Keep going back to Jamboree because that's what we have that we're kind of live bullets to work off. But Lumpkin, the kid you just mentioned, and Kraft, the two guys you just mentioned, must have swung it pretty good. Let's talk about the bats, the way that the lineup will potentially be constructed and what you expect out of your sticks. Yeah, I mean, I go into this thing every year trying to find, you know, 11, 10, 11, 12 guys that, you know, I feel like can go compete in the box in a varsity baseball game. And I think we got that um, for the most part. And, you know, it's going to fluctuate some. I mean, you got your staples in there. I mean, Dawson's going to be in right there in the two-hole, uh, Kyler. Sam Morgan right there in the middle somewhere. Um, Cooper Moreau, he's gonna, you know, he led off Saturday. He did a great job. He he was on base it seemed like all day. Um, so uh, Brady Brady's right there the the middle. Uh, and then you know with Chris on that bottom side, Trenton Watts has been hitting the ball pretty well. He's down there. Jamie's down there. Um, so we've, we're, we're a lot lengthier than we were last year. Um, it's got a lot of work to do still, um, obviously, but um, it's just it's, it's a good situation. A bunch of young kids in there that have, that have experience um, and that are, you know, working hard and buying in every day. Coach, when we talk about, and we'll break the schedule up into two parts, and then I promise I know time's valuable here, but schedule, we'll talk about the district on the back end, but your pre-district – uh, schedule. Tell the Tide fans kind of what we'll expect to see in this pre-district scheduling. Yeah, so uh, we have our our classic games we do every year. Uh, this week we got past tomorrow night and Hancock Friday, um, and then we're off this weekend. It'll be the last Saturday off for a while, and uh, then we go into playing cross district. That's what we decided to do this year. Uh, the cross district uh, will be. Uh, you know, you go play George County home and away. You go play Gautier home and away. Van Cleve, East Central home and away. And then you get in the district uh, Tuesday, Friday nights home and away. And then, you know, you, on them Saturdays, you've got Forest Counties, uh, Stanislaus, Harrison Central mixed in. So so it's going to be, you know, a, a, good, a good little meaty schedule going into it, which we like. We're going to see some good arms tomorrow. We're going to see a good arm. Uh, kids committed to Southern Miss, um, so it's a lot of games that's going to prepare us uh, for the district. So. It seems like last year every 
nine district schedule. Y'all saw at least a community college arm or a D1 arm. So I had to feel like they were prepared because now let's talk about district coach. You're going to see some good arms, a lot of them right up the road. But uh, this district, a quality district in baseball. Absolutely, man. It's I was telling somebody the other day, man, like basketball, you know, or we were talking about the 7A, like the set, like that, you know, they may be reclassifying us, and they were like, Well, what would you want to be? And I'm like, Man, I'm gonna be honest with you, South baseball, I mean, everybody's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's usually got an arm or two um, that can win on any given night, um, so there really is no cakewalks, you know. Um, in the district this year, you got Carrier, they you know. You know what they're going to have. They, they lost some headers this year, but they're bringing all their arms back. Um, they're going to be ready to go. And then Long Beach, they're a team full of seniors. Um, didn't lose much. And then uh, West Harrison, they may have one of the best hitters on the coast from what I've been told. Don't really know much else about them yet, but um, Coach Mars going to have them guys ready to go. So, yeah, it's tough, but, man, I'm going to be honest with you. We, we, we trying to win tomorrow night. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take this thing one game at a time. I'm not I'm not looking ahead. I'm not even I'm not worried about anything else but tomorrow night. So, Evan, I'll ask you. This isn't really a question, but a statement. The Braves win the World Series, so, man. How exciting! I know you got to go over and experience. If you would just tell our listeners, I know we're both huge Braves fans. Anybody that's listened to the show is sick of me. And my brave fan, but man, how cool was the experience? I know you stuck over and took in a game. Oh yeah, yeah, we went over to Game Three, uh, the cold game, uh, but it was a quick one. I mean, it, it, I feel like I sat down and it ended. That was the one where I think we won two nothing or something. But uh, man, it was a great time. I got to go over there with a couple of buddies, and um, you know, my dad actually he actually stopped me and when they when they when they clinched and was going to World Series. He, he pretty much said here he gave me his credit card and said go buy a ticket and i was like what so, <laughs> and i was blessed to be able to go man it was a great experience and i tell you what that three-week period that playoff period man that was that was a fun time my mm. wife I was, we had the newborn and she she kind of took up my slack because <laughs> i was i was up all night watching mm. them games but man it was fun and yeah, hopefully we won't have to wait another 30 years for it to happen. So Absolutely, man. It's <laughs> such a fun time. I get goose pimples thinking about it, man. As a Braves fan, it was just fo- so fun. And like uh, just off of the locker room in your office, you feel that type of optimism. This time of year, everybody zero zero in baseball and uh, a fun time of the year. Thank yeah, you, Evan. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having me. Always good.